Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. It's the Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone. Glad you're with us as we broadcast from Super Bowl 54 Radio Row. Our coverage presented by Ferguson Path Kitchen and Lighting Gallery and the Low T Center. Clay Travis joins us each and every Friday at this time, and he joins us at our broadcast site. He has joined us in our, Paul, in our measly little measly. table here compared to the Fox Sports Radio set. Just where a simple table. Nobody's recognizing him because they would never think he would be over. <laughs> He's presented by the HomeLoanExpert.com. Clay, what's up, man? Uh, I am tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Your I, hours ju- I just finished the 15th hour of live radio, but um, the show is on 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. So And it's live. It's live. And uh, so I have to be here, you know, 530-ish. And it's not just the radio. Because if it was just the radio show, like I would finish here, I'd go back to the hotel, I'd hop into bed, and I'd sleep for like four or five hours. Then you wake up later and like Normal. you feel great, right? But when I leave here, uh, I've got the television show in the afternoon every day at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 back home in Nashville. And, uh, and then we've got a Saturday show, which is going to be the first one we've ever put been on big broadcast box for the Super Bowl. Nice. So uh, a lot of times I feel like Friday afternoon when I finish the show, I can take a breath and be like, oh, I made it to the weekend. Like, now I can week. sleep again. But, no, now we got another show on Saturday uh, before all is said and done. So six straight days of television and five straight days of radio before all is said and done. I got down here Saturday night, so I've almost been a week here already, and it's passed, like, super fast. So the radio set is is conventional. We haven't seen the, the set on the beach for TV. We're We've told heard about it. it's four city blocks, which seems excessive, no matter how big you're going as the host network. Describe it for us, and, and uh, how functional is, uh, are the four blocks? It's amazing. Uh, I think, first of all, the Super Bowl is not known for its, like, uh, scope. Yeah, well, for, like, trying to make it smaller, right? Like, everybody every year wants to make it bigger. They want to charge more for television commercials. They want the overall magnitude of the event to just keep getting bigger. And at some point, it becomes so gargantuan already that even getting bigger seems crazier. Uh, But that is what is uh, continuing to occur. So it actually is pretty functional. they got two stages that they built out of nothing. And the argument for why you need two stages is to be able, we got studio audiences, everything else. They got Fox News, Fox Nation, the WWE has an element. Uh, they have a Ferris wheel, uh, you know, they built all Gotta down there. That. And it sounds expensive. Like, I think it cost around $4 million to build everything. And you're like, oh my God, $4 million. That's like 20 seconds of a television commercial, yeah, one not, television that's commercial. Not really a lot. So, uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, you end up making off the Super Bowl usually a couple hundred million dollars. Uh, off this one game because of what you make from the advertisements. And every year the cost for an advertisement keeps going up because it gets harder and harder to cut through the noise. And one of the few places where you can say, like, hey, everybody is going to be watching is the Super Bowl. And I know this is always what blows my mind. There are like 40 or 50 million people who watch the AFC or the NFC championship game, and that's a big audience. But over double that don't care about the AFC or NFC championship game and just show up for the Super Bowl which is why, you know, for a guy like Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo, particularly the quarterback position, what you do in the Super Bowl defines you for the rest of your life. 
Clay Travis with us. Being the, the, the host network, how many guests do you turn down this week? Because everyone's going to come you, up. You've asked this in the past. You love this uh, idea. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, we have people that come up here and they're like, oh, so-and-so is hosting a party with Brian Cranston. Will you have him on? I'm like, if you bring Brian Cranston <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, right, right. So we turn Brian those Cranston's people away. friend. But, but I'm assuming there are some legitimate bigger names that yeah, you wouldn't have on your show this oh, week because you can have anybody you want because you're with Fox. We probably took 10% of the pitch uh, for people. And, and my argument is just like, I, I, you know, I'm a football fan, right? Like I, but my argument is if every single person listening to me wouldn't know the person, then I don't want them on the radio, right? Because we just have so many options out there. So, for instance, today, or, or there are people who come on the show already. Like, so this morning. Uh, you we, had Chad on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah how the hell did you squeeze him? <laughs> yeah, this morning we had with Charity. Uh, but Troy Palomalu, like everybody knows Troy Palomalu. Uh, we had Terrell Davis. I feel like almost everybody knows Terrell Davis. Now, partly it's also a function of when you're on. If I were on 9 to noon as opposed to Eastern time instead of 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 5 to 8 in Nashville, then it would be even more abundance because there's a lot of dudes who just don't want to get up early. Yeah. I don't blame them. If I were you know, making millions of dollars a year, the last thing I want to be doing is walking around Radio Row at 7 a.m. Um, and uh, so I don't blame those guys. So it partly becomes a function of what time of day it is. Uh, but we took probably 10% of the pitches for guys who wanted to come on the show. Who was your best interview this week? Uh, I thought that Sean Payton was really, really good. Uh, and uh, I, I think the reason why he was really, really good is he addressed the Drew Brees situation honestly and also talked Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater, which to me is one of the many very intriguing storylines that are out there and what probably is going to be the best NFL free agency class of all time. And so uh, that, to me, is, uh, is a great storyline for the offseason. I know he doesn't know, and, and uh, everybody's just waiting on Breeze to make his decision. What, what's your gut? I think they want Breeze to come back for another year, ideally, so that they can – I think they kind of want to go Taysom Hill. Yeah, so then Bridgewater's a free agent. Yeah, right. But so if they have to suddenly make the decision between Bridgewater and Taysom Hill, it's hard to go Bridgewater for a year – and then go Taysom Hill after that. So I think in their ideal world, Drew Brees comes back for one more year. They let Teddy Bridgewater go. Taysom Hill is the backup, and then he's the heir apparent. Things can completely change if Brees leaves because the way I described it uh, is I think that Taysom Hill has a higher ceiling but a lower floor. Like he could be a disaster, yeah. right? But he could also be transcendent, incredible, Lamar Jackson style. Everybody's like, why, why did everybody not want this guy? And the flip side is I feel like Teddy Bridgewater – going to be fine like average right at worst and he could be pretty good but i don't think the ceiling for bridgewater is anywhere near the ceiling for Taysom hill but so he's not call. staying too so if you go to Taysom hill then all of a sudden you have to get a second so you go right. from three to one and then you're in the market yeah so i think that that's why they want him to come back for another year and i do think ultimately drew Brees will come back for another year uh but i, I think i took him at his word i don't think sean payton knows what drew Brees is going to decide because ultimately it's one guy and his family's decision and teddy bridgewater was five and oh this yeah, year that's right yeah with uh with breeze in his thumb it'd be a hot commodity i would think for the right team I, that plays him the right way yeah well he's been rumored bridgewater's been rumored in new england if brady leaves yeah yeah look i mean i, I think there's going to be a lot of interest in bridgewater i can't wait to see what's going to happen with you know Brady. Uh, obviously, in you Nashville, see the rumors yesterday. Uh, the picture Nashville just lost. puts out one picture, <laughs> and then that. Well, Giselle. first, I mean, if she's touring NBA, she's doing it in the middle of the night, right? Well, here this is also a little bit funny, right? Like we are in the process. I've got a seventh grader, a rising seventh grader, he's in sixth grade, 
So we are in the process of applying for uh, him to go to a variety of Nashville private schools, right, my oldest kid, uh, for seventh grade. And uh, when I saw that news come out, I was like, I am not touching this. Because the last thing I want to do is somehow alienate the commission, you know, like the, 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 the board of admissions or whatever over there. Because they're like, we can't trust this guy, Clay Travis. Look at what the, you know, the, so I didn't, like, everybody was, you know, texting me about it. Like, friends, you know, like, because the rumor was everywhere in Nashville. My kid, I checked Twitter, and I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, there's hundreds of people that are like, look at this, look at this story. Because it got out on, some people wrote about it. And I'm like, I ain't touching this. Because we're literally, I, th- I think in February, like, all the application has to officially be in. But he took the admissions exam all over. And I I don't know about you guys, but I worry about people judging my kids based on whether or not they like me. It's good if they like me because they're going to get a benefit. But there's terrible. I know it's not going to surprise people. There's some people who don't like me. (laughs) My mom finds it shocking. She thinks everybody should love me. But there's some people who don't like me. So I worry about that in general. Like I kind of want to be a, you know, a wallflower in these situations, like let him succeed or fail based on or let them succeed and fail entirely based on them. Uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, that, that I somehow get involved in this, so I didn't touch it, and I was glad. But also, but if they're nice. scouting schools, yes, they're doing it in a super secretive way, right? Hey, hey, look, amen. Right, like the idea that, first of all, that the way that Tom Brady being interested in the Titans is going to break is because <laughs> right. they're looking at a seventh grade in Nashville. And if they're doing it. Months before free agency. Yeah, and let's be honest. The normal rules of private school admission don't apply to Tom Brady and Giselle. Like, they don't have to put in an application. Like, if their kid wants to go to your school and you don't find out until April and the admissions deadline was, like, March 15th, every school in Nashville is because they can then say, oh, we got – they'll be quiet. They're like, we're going to treat them like everybody else. But we all know Tom Brady and Giselle ain't like everybody else. And, look, Nashville, one of the great things about it is – a lot of schools have very famous people, you know, that, that their kids, because the music industry, entertainment, whatnot. And I do think they try to treat everybody the same. And we're very good at that. We yeah, give people that's why promise. people move, uh, I think, to, to Nashville. It's also why, like, on my show, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, Giselle would never live in Nashville. Like, as if it's like, you know, that's a cow ridiculous. town. I'm like, of all the places she could live in the United States, Nashville is top three or four, Ask Nicole I Kidman. Think. Yeah. Ask uh, Justin Timberlake. You know, like, uh, for per capita celebrity, Nashville is right up there with L.A. Though I wonder if Tom Brady and Giselle in Nashville would test us. Yeah, because they're just so super treatment. famous. Yeah. I I think because they're so unique. and uh, But you know what? I'll tell you. At like, the beginning, at least. Yeah. And also because I think people are just so excited for a winner. You know this. I mean, it's been 20 years, it feels like, at times since there's been a real, like, uh, real – sort of buzz of excitement surrounding the Titans, and Brady and Giselle would take it to the next level, much like, you remember, with Peyton Manning. You know, when Peyton Manning made his tour, Peyton would have not been treated the same way as most celebrities because I think it would have been possible for him to have a normal life. Is it is it crazy of me to think that I I legitimately believe Tom Brady wants to play for Mike Vrabel? I, I, uh, I, I think I, I do too. Give it if a he's choice, making a short list, the Titans would be one of three teams. I think that's why I think it, it's not crazy to talk about. But yeah, here's right? the thing. I think, like, the trade-off would be it would, it would increase the value of the franchise. Yeah. It would fill the stadium. It would sell merch, all of that. Maybe for lesser football. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm not sure that he's better than Tannehill. I think that's right. why the, the So do you make debate, that trade? Uh, I think, well, first of all, you have to decide with, and I would think Vrabel would know better than almost anybody, 
what is the overall uh, talent level of Tom Brady. Yeah. Like, and you have to change the scheme a little. A little bit. And, and also, like, I think the other thing becomes, could Brady be cheaper? Because like, the I reason why so. I say I think that, part of it is that he finally wants his due. I, maybe, but you might only have to commit to him for two years. Yeah. Uh, and I think that could end up being a big part of this story because I think what's going to happen in New England is Belichick's going to say, we'll give you one year, but we want it on year to year going forward, right? We'll give you $25, $30 million for this year. And I think Brady thinks he's got a couple, two or three years still where he can play. And so what team is going to give him two or three and could win a championship? And I don't think that's crazy. Look, if Brady went to the Titans and you look at what A.J. Brown can do, uh, you look at Jonu Smith coming on, uh, I don't know what they're going to do at right tackle, but in general the offensive line was playing really well down the stretch, not to mention having the ability to hand off to Derrick Henry. I feel like, and we know uh, Humphreys almost ended up in New England, that slot receiver yeah, role, which which Brady has been able to use to, to the nth degree all along. I think the Titans have better offensive weapons if I'm Brady looking around. Oh, I don't absolutely. think it's a tough call at all. Now, I still wonder somewhat about the defense on the Titans and you know whether there's a guy they can never get who can get to the quarterback, which I think is what kind of got him exposed against uh, Mahomes ultimately. Um, but to me, it's a smart play if he goes. It's a move that you can make and then focus on your pass rush in the draft. Is this crazy? I think Brady needs the Titans if he's going to leave the Patriots more than the Titans need Brady. I agree with that. And the Chargers need him. Or if Vegas is, yeah. you know, those teams going into new markets, think what they could do. Yeah. With I, I just don't think that, and the difference what I would say with those is, I don't think the Chargers are close to being a Super Bowl team. I don't think that the Vegas is close. I know you can change a lot in one year. Uh, but ultimately, I think that the Titans offer of the teams that don't have an existing quarterback situation, because you still got to figure yeah, out Derek Carr, I think it's the best possible fit for him. Clay Travis with us. Coming up. Tannehill's the wrench. Who would have thought? We, yeah. <laughs> we will discuss uh, Clay's night last night where he went to a boxing match. Everyone was telling me, Clay, like, oh, Clay's at a UFC event. I was very jealous. I'm like, where is this UFC event? It turns out it's a boxing match with uh, Logan Paul. Or Jake Paul, excuse me, Jake Paul. On to zone. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he, this uh, influencer. Well, well I want to know about I this I felt like match. I was looking like 25 years into the future and not necessarily okay. liking what I was seeing. Clay Travis with us. He's presented by thehomeloanexpert.com. Tell us about Ryan Kelly and the Home Loan Expert. Look, I, maybe Tom Brady and Giselle have reached out to Ryan Kelly. <laughs> maybe they're sitting around saying, you know what? Nashville property, we need to get a mortgage, need to get it done quickly. We're trying to be on the down low, keep it quiet. No, it takes only five minutes. We can be buying any home we want all over the city. We don't need to be touring private schools. We don't need to be worried about all of uh, all of the shenanigans associated with that. My guy Ryan Kelly is going to take care of Tom Brady and Giselle, just like he'll take care of you. All you need to do is go to thehomeloanexpert.com. That's thehomeloanexpert.com. You can get hooked up right now with a spectacular mortgage rate. Save yourself hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, and be well on your way to putting your financial house in order for 2020. Thehomeloanexpert.com. Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone. Our conversation with Clay Travis here on Radio Row. Our, our coverage presented by Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery and the Low T Center. Okay, so tell us about this boxing match with Jake Paul last night because he's been battling a lot of different people on social media about, you know, fighting, and then he fights some random guy last well, let night me, from let YouTube Let me represent the older part of our audience. Who's Jake Paul? I. Yeah, that, that is a fantastic question. So he is what is uh, known as a YouTube celebrity, YouTube influencer, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, I and felt he's like not I was connected to Fortnite. Those are the ones I know. 
I don't think I think he might play Fortnite occasionally. Simon, um, Simon knows who he Simon is. Knows but all the the reason why I would say this is my uh, my kids, you know, so my oldest just turned 12. I got a 12, a 9, and a 5, three boys. And my 12, my 9, and my 5-year-old all spend like 99% of their video viewing on YouTube, right? Like, otherwise, they sit and watch sports with me, uh, you know, with uh, the games. Otherwise, they almost never put on the television. They have iPads. They go into YouTube. They watch things, a variety of different things. And so uh, at this boxing match, what they have found out with DAZN, which is a streaming service, people don't know, they put a lot of boxing matches on and whatnot, and they have, uh, you know, it's nine ninety nine a month or whatever the heck it is. They tr- they're trying to become the Netflix of sports. And so I go into this event, and what's wild about the Super Bowl in general is the amount of money that gets spent everywhere. And DirecTV every year builds in, like, an empty lot a structure to put on a concert. I don't even know who their big performer is, but it's always like the Taylor Swifts, you know, the the biggest names you can imagine for a big party. Last year I think it was like the Foo Fighters in Atlanta, and they build the structure from nothing. So it's the same structure that they're going to have the concert in, uh, except it is going on with the zone. Thousands of people there. And, uh, and they have a balcony that is only YouTube celebrities. And it's full. And these are all these, like, you're looking at them, and they all look kind of kooky, you know, like, you know, I don't even know. I don't, I don't, I'm not a YouTube guy, right? Like, I don't do These people are making millions and millions of dollars a year. And so, to me, from a media perspective, I kind of grew up in the era where the goal is to get on television, right? Sure. I think most people who are, I'm 40, 50, you know, even 30, even 25, I think almost all those people are like, get on television, you make money. Like, that's where people kind of get uh, get known, right? All of these guys are making millions and millions of dollars off of YouTube. And so I'm sitting there watching this boxing match. Yeah, they don't want to go. And I'm sitting there watching this boxing match, and I'm thinking about there are basically three buckets to me of how we're consuming media now. There is the broadcast television networks, which, like, the Super Bowl is going to be on Big Fox. There is cable, you know, like, which is, for most of us, been where, like, I would have watched most of television on cable growing up. And then there's the streaming services. And what's fascinating to me is I think cable is going to die. Like in the next five years, I think the number of people who regularly watch cable is almost going to disappear. Goes to streaming. Yeah, and it's going to be streaming and broadcast, interestingly, because it's free and because they can still produce massive audiences. And so for a long time in sports, it was about cable coming in and buying up all these great assets. For instance, the college football playoff is on ESPN, right? And so they started moving the NLCS or the ALCS FS1, right? Uh, a lot. Of, they started moving things to cable because the business model was there. I think what's happening is cable satellite getting squeezed down to almost nothing. It's going to be broadcast. And it's going to be streaming. Well, the world is streaming. There's almost no rules. So I was talking to a couple of the zone execs, and they're like, look, we sell what people want to buy. And people want to buy YouTube guys or girls, I would imagine, in boxing matches. And I'm just like, there's. it's wild to me that this entire sort of universe exists. But when I look at my own kids, I get it. Like, there's my five-year-old, there's this kid, Ryan, uh, from Ryan's World, and people who are listening to us right now that have young kids. Kid makes $25 million a year. He's like seven years old. And he has an entire industry of toys. All my five-year-old wanted was the Ryan toy collection from Ryan to- Ryan's toy review on YouTube. The thing is, the, uh, about squeezing out cable that's interesting to me, and I wonder if they can't figure out how to survive based on this, is the thing that's bringing that streaming into your house is a cable. 
Yes. And, right. and look, I, the, the companies that have, like, the, the Comcast, for instance, they make more money off broad, whatever it's called now, broadband or anything else. So right, they're, they're going to be fine for your Internet because people are not giving up on the so Internet. So they don't care what you're doing with it once it comes but, to Well, the house. ones that are getting destroyed right now are the satellite companies. DirecTV lost 15% of its subscribers this past year. Like, the, I, the only people who are going to have, I think, unless DirecTV wants to pay me a lot of money or Dish Network, the, and I'll change my tune, I think the only people who are going to have DirecTV and Dish Network are people who live in such rural areas that they can't, can't get otherwise it. get cable. Um, and, look, I think a lot of people are going to get these streaming services and everything else, but the irony is going to be a lot of people are like, oh, I'm cutting the cord. I'm going to save a lot of money. It's too, too Dis- many things. Yeah, and also it's hard to find. Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, Hulu. Uh, Amazon Prime, add up to WWE, just as much as your cable. Uh, ESPN Plus, like it's yes, exactly. And somebody's going to be like, you know, what we need to do, we need to make another bundle, which was the initial idea for cable, right? But so, um, I just think from a uh, media perspective, thinking about the way that people consume content is wild. And look, the only thing holding cable together right now is sports, because most people who are listening to this show, they're sports fans, and so you want to make sure you can sit down and put on the television. I don't want to have to, like, try to figure out how to find something. I like just That's having cable and everything on it, like everything kind of being all rolled in together. But we'll see. I, but I felt like I was looking into the future into a different world that is going to change monstrously fast in the next five years. It's going to be totally different. So does this guy shed blood? Did he win the fight? Yeah, knocked him out. In, uh, well, they stopped at TKO the in the first round. Another YouTube impresario of some sort. And Who so these he... aren't fighters by nature? No, they'd never fought before. So this is like the celebrity boxing just taken down. Now, to, I think this guy's over. pretty decent. Now, the, the brother is evidently a pretty good boxer, and they're talking about him fighting Antonio Brown. And Oh, it's ma- his brother that's going to do that. I think it's his brother. It, and the odds makers have made him a favorite <laughs> against Antonio Brown because he's a pretty good athlete and a pretty good boxer. So could they have Tan Mom and Medicated Pete like on the <laughs> undercards of this? Well, they used to have that celebrity boxing right. angle. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think DAZN, if you ask them, would say we are in the business of putting on whatever people will pay for. Who what knew did they that charge? there was such an appetite for I, boxing? Do you know what they charged? I think I, I think you get the, the subscription. It's okay. nine ninety nine a month, and you and get whatever get all events they put on, which is why they would argue it's a good deal. Because and look, they've got Canelo and and Triple G. I right. think like I, I can't keep up with all these guys, but uh, but they have run, and then they're global, right? I mean, they got. You know, I think, like they said, 20 different countries that they exist in now. Uh, so um, it could be that, much like people used to make fun of Netflix, because Netflix was just a repository of old shows, and then they started creating all their original content. People used to make fun of cable. Like, you remember back in the day, ESPN just put on strongman competitions right. all day, and then slowly all the advantages of the business accrued to them, and they started to be able to buy better and better rights. That's kind of what DAZN is trying to do. They're trying to replicate the cable model with ESPN 40 years after that model worked. Lock it in is going to be on Big Fox. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, Congrats. Yeah, that's going to be, that uh, big. well, the sports gambling I like how you call it Big Fox. Universe. Yeah. Well, I don't know how else to refer that's, to that's it. That's no, what he they, started it. That's what they refer to it in, in a company. Like the, there's Fox and there's Big Fox. Um, the, uh, the cable, so the sports gambling money is going to be like unlike anything you've ever seen before. Uh, as every different state, like for instance, I think Tennessee, their hope is to have Tennessee up online only gambling by the fall. It's taken a while for all this process to play out. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, we're talking about like transformative. To me, there are three transformative things that have happened in a couple of last generations in sports. Uh, cable, which we're now saying is going to die, but 
put every game on, right? It allowed you to watch pretty much everything. Fantasy, which made you care about almost everything. And I believe sports gambling uh, is going to be that third transformative element. And 21 states uh, allow a form of sports gambling now. It's only been less than two years since the Supreme Court said states can make the decision. And I think it will ultimately be like the lottery, like 46 out of the 50 states basically will end up having sports gambling before all is said and done. Betters clearly feel much better about the 49ers than the general public, which seems yeah. to think the Chiefs are winning by 20. Yeah. What Have you seen so, – I, I mean, I don't follow it so closely, but I feel like there's way more of a split. 79% of the money is on the Chiefs. Uh, and that number so has not moved at all. So uh, because the uh, dollars um, is uh, – the, the, the so places get nervous about who's the smart money. And they the don't want to get raked. Going... Smart money is going to be on the 49ers in this game. And the public tends to look at quarterbacks, and they say, well, Patrick Mahomes is a lot better than Jimmy G in their mind. And so that's the way the bet tends to go. Uh, but the, the quote-unquote smart money, and look, smart money can look dumb too uh, because it's one game, anything can happen. Uh, but the smart money seems to like the 49ers a lot more than the Chiefs. What do you like elements of this game? Uh, so from a gambling perspective, the, my favorite bet is I think we could see a game potentially like we saw Carolina and Denver Broncos when Cam Newton came in and everybody expected him to be coordinated. 17 and 1. Fumble on the ground. Yep. And the Denver Bronco defense seemed to be energized by how much people wanted to coronate Cam Newton, and they just dominated. And Von Miller ended up being your MVP. I think there's an argument that somebody like Nick Bosa on that front four of the San Francisco 49ers could get hot, a couple of fumble recoveries, maybe an interception, tip ball, whatever it is, and uh, that it could be a low scoring game where that 49er defensive line, which has the ability to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes without having to blitz. The 40, a couple of stats that I thought were interesting. 49ers, I believe, blitzed either the first or second least of yep. all teams they, in the NFL. They've got it without it. And they, got, they lead right now 57 sacks. So they've been able to get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. And I think the stat is that Patrick Mahomes in the last couple of years has thrown 16 total interceptions, and 15 of those have come against his own defense. So in an ideal world, you would rush for – drop seven and force Patrick Mahomes out of his wheelhouse. Now, the Titans, you know, never really were able to get pressure or get a tip ball or even have Mahomes kind of put one up for grabs. They didn't drop anything. Um, but I think the 49ers believe that uh, that they can get pressure and turn over Mahomes. Clay Travis presented by TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Clay, appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll be we'll be watching on Super Bowl Sunday. What, what time is your show? We are on at... 2.30 on Big Fox. So this will be the first time. I think it's, again, a, a symbol of how much sports gambling is growing. The other thing is uh, people who have money on the game watch at a lot higher rate. So, And it's not just, you know, if you have the over-under or the spread, a lot of times, you know, somebody might be a big favorite, they'll continue to watch. And so that's the other element that could help the television ratings is uh, as more people gamble, they tend to watch more minutes of the program. So here's something that's funny to me. Like, if I'm a big money gambler that really has, you know, a system or some thoughts or things, I would think I would care less about what you think because I don't want to be influenced by You know, yeah. the same way, like, I don't listen to some sports talk radio because I don't want to be responding right. to it on my show. I'm sure you have feelings about that, too. So if I'm a big better. Maybe I'm kind of curious about what other people are saying because I'm independent of it. But it's hard, too, not to be influenced even yeah. subconsciously. So I'd say, hey, Clay Travis has his thing. I have my thing. Yeah. i got to stay away from everybody. Yeah, I wouldn't 
if, if I'm investing hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars, I think it would be similar to you don't watch Jim Cramer on right. CNBC and be like, I'm going to do what that guy does because you trust your method in general. To me, I feel like I'm speaking to the guy or girl out there. Who's throwing a hundo. Yes, 100 bucks, 50 bucks. You know, like you're sitting around at home and you're, you know, you want to play a parlay. You know, you're trying to hit, you know, several different games, maybe get a, a couple hundred payoff. Or you got 50 or 100 bucks on the game. And it's not much different than going out to dinner or going to a movie these days. And it just a- aids in your enjoyment. The great thing I think about gambling is um, it puts you on one side or the other. And people like to pick sides, right? It's a tribal allegiance. In every game, uh, you're either right or wrong by the end. And so uh, much like fantasy kind of expanded the arena because people are paying attention to games that they otherwise wouldn't because they have their fantasy football team, there are a lot of people out there that will watch games that otherwise they would have no interest in because they have a little bit of money on it. And so I, I get nervous, you know, because in general you shouldn't gamble what you can't you, – you, you can only risk what you can afford to lose. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I go golf – and it cost me 150 bucks. I know that I'm not getting that money back. If I can bet 100 bucks on a game that I'm going to watch for three hours, I can make some money doing Potential that. Return. So you know, to me, that is a uh, that's a fun aspect of it. And again, I think people just have to be, you know, uh, careful about what they risk. And there's always people, whether it's anything, right? I mean, moderation is the key to life in many ways. And there are people who drink too much and can't, you know, do it, smoke, whatever it is. Um, to me, I, I, I kind of think my wheelhouse is the guy who's betting 50 or 100 bucks. Paul, why would you look at Kirby when he said that? <laughs> well, I knew there's a smoking element oh, okay. to it. Yeah. yeah. Clay Travis outkicked the coverage <laughs> at Fox Sports Radio. Great talk. Yeah, man. It was fun. Good to see you. I'm just looking forward to know when uh, Tom Brady and Giselle are going to be touring uh, NBA and USN <laughs> and FRA and BGA and all these schools out there. Uh, and uh, Hopefully they fun. come with a plan to alleviate the traffic in Nashville. The next rumor will be, like, uh, Tom and Giselle only want Harpeth Hill, uh, Harpeth Hall, and that's going to be, like, the – they're not going to make that co-ed. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I'm hoping for is that Tom and Giselle make it contingent on whether or not they're going to come to uh, to Nashville and whether Harpeth Hall will start to admit boys because Giselle is a big fan of Harpeth Hall but uh, wants her son to go there as well. Oh, craziness. Another quarterback at the podium that won't say much. Yeah, exactly. That's right. The trend continues. It doesn't have to say much, though, because everybody cares. Yeah, so, we're listening. Uh, would you have ever true. believed that the Titans would be in a position where they're not sure if they want Tom Brady yeah, or not? Yeah, it's really amazing. Not only that, but, with, but within a five-year span, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Yeah. The, you remember, like, the Peyton Manning game. 2012. Was you went to the airport. I went to the airport. Yeah. To, to yeah. It was terrific radio. Live on the radio to see what was going to happen. Radio. No, I think this team was underappreciated. We talked about it a lot for – I've covered it since the beginning. We yeah. begged for a passing offense that did anything. Then we watched it, and people were like, yeah, I really don't know about Tannehill. Well, I need to see more. Well, not like, only what that. the hell more can, can you see? Not only that, the Titans, with the worst wide receiving core for the entire right. history of the franchise, <laughs> finally hit on a guy with A.J. Brown. You know, it's like. It's a miracle. It's mana from heaven. There were 29 picks since uh, yes. Derek Mason. And I saw you tweet, like, that the Boston Globe's like, why can't the Patriots yeah. draft, like, the Titans? Develop yeah. a receiver, receiver. Like and you're the like, Titans. you realize that they've drafted <laughs> Like, everybody out there is like, uh, you know, you remember uh, all the different guys that they've tried to sell us. Tyrone Calico. Yeah. Paul Williams. Yeah, all these guys that they're like, this guy is going to be able to get it done. And then, boom, A.J. Joe Filani. Fi- I mean, finally yeah. happened. Oh, God. And, Too many uh, names to And, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it'd be incredible. Because the crazy thing about Brady, I know we're dragging you on here, messing up your time, but he's really, other than Randy Moss, nobody that he's ever thrown to. Maybe, possibly, Edelman has a chance. We'll see in the Hall of Fame. You'd know better than me. But. He's got Gronk at tight end, but otherwise, 
He's never had arguably anybody as good at A.J. Brown as young as A.J. Brown. Oh, if he were absolutely to come here, not right? as young as A.J. Brown. Yeah. So anyway, I, it would be it would be improbable, incredible, but and the, then the, you'd know exactly what happened. And I'm knocking on wood and being somewhat funny, but he's going to get the hurt. First day of blood yeah. his knee, <laughs> career over. At least he retires have... a Titan. <laughs> At least you're... not Brady. Oh, I oh, AJ Brown. Brown. Oh, that Sorry, would be, that would be the ultimate Titan yeah. move. If Brady <laughs> dropped back the pass in the first practice and blew out his knee, and then they're starting a third round rookie. Yeah. Exactly. That would be the ultimate curse of the Titans. Yeah. All those cameras pick up and leave. It is a trail of <laughs> trucks leaving town, all the satellite trucks, never to be seen again. <laughs> it would be it would be amazing. <laughs> but that's the funniest thing to me in general is that, like, oh, Giselle would never live in Nashville. That's like the national consensus. It's like if I go into my Twitter feed right now, oh, you think she's going to live in Nashville? How do people still not know about Nashville? I kind of like it. They've all moved here and I, still they don't I kind of like it because uh, I used to – feel like i had to talk up nashville now every time i mention it to anybody in an oh, uber or whatever it. i've heard it's, it's an awesome incredible man. city You're like we're full yeah I'd go back go back to where you came leave yeah clay Thanks, good to man. see you Great all time. right appreciate y'all have a good uh, trip back and uh, hopefully we get a good game on sunday absolutely clay travis joins us each friday it's the midday 180 we are live on radio row super bowl 54 our coverage presented by ferguson bath kitchen lighting gallery in the low t center this is 104.5 the zone